it's at our shout that the walls of Jericho came down, right? It was the shout of God's people that the impossible became possible. So I even want to just, can we give one more? I'm gonna, I want to give one more shout, even just for the things prayed for in here today, that the walls of the impossible would come down through the shout of God's people. So let's just one last time, let's give a shout of praise before the Lord, thanking him in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I should... just keep going. I don't know. Hmm. God is good. Why do we gather? Because when we gather together, we get to together lift praise to the Lord in victory. We get to together benefit from the words of the body. Like, Gavin, thank you, uh, your obedience and sharing that word, I believe was a catalyst to someone receiving a miracle. And uh, it's a great picture of the Lord's body, right? Um, and I just want to keep reiterating in this place, like, we, we, oh, we'll be people on our faces in prayer asking the Lord for direction and being obedient to whatever it is that the Lord is saying and directing, even minute by minute. <laughs> we may even come with plans and the Lord says, no, I, I, get, I need to open a womb this morning. And, and our plans are like, well, wait a second, Lord, we need to have all these things. And the Lord says, no, I need to open that womb. That's why we're here today. Amen? Which is a great segue into... Um, what we want to talk about today. And I know we quote unquote ran long. So I'll try to be brief in this, but um, can I, uh, for the sake of not knowing, hopefully this mirrors well. Um, Not sure if this is it or not. Yeah. Do you know how to mirror it? Here, uh, I'll let you try to see. Oh, there it is. It didn't come up the first time. All right. Um, got got a word from the Lord this week. Um, will you turn with me to? the very popular and well-known book of Amos. It's about two-thirds of the way through your Bible. Amos chapter 7. Would you, um, if you can, stand in reverence to the word of the Lord, would you raise your Bibles with me? The holy word of the Lord right here. Would you repeat after me? 
Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we believe that this is your holy written word and we commit to obey the words we are about to read. Amen. Hey, Gavin, what's a plumb line? Great question. <laughs> Teach us. Who knows what a plumb line is? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, what, what's the purpose of a plumb line, Gavin? Gavin? Find, your point. Find your starting point. What happens if you are off plumb? I'll put you on the spot. Now, are, you in a, are you in a worse position at the beginning of the plumb line or the further away you get from the plumb line if something is not plumb? Will you notice it more and more the further away you get? Yes, a plumb line is meant, if you don't know what a plumb line is, like if you're building a wall, okay, because I'm a really experienced builder, it's a joke. <laughs> Come on. My wife wishes I was. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, folks who are builders. Plumb, John Duncan, at the beginning, your starting point, if you are not level, if you are not plumb, then your starting point, that wall, will actually not stand, more than likely for a period of time. Because the further and the longer that wall gets away from plumb, you got something that's going the wrong direction, it can fall, right? What do you have to do if you, are, if you don't have plumb, what really should you do? John? I wouldn't build until I was plumb. But yeah. If, if you did build and you had a bad wall, what would you do? CJ? Just try to fix the wall or do you think you should go back to the beginning? Start over. You got, you got to go back to the beginning and you got to focus on what is plumb. You got to take the thing that's the starting point and you got to realign it and you make sure that you start at the right position. What I want to do today I feel like the Lord is saying, we're about a year into what he's done out here. And the Lord said, at the beginning of all this, and we have continually not known what we are doing, <laughs> okay? We have not known where the Lord has been taking us, what he's been doing, but we've known a few things. One of them is that the Lord said he's going to start a fire. Would you believe that the Lord has started a fire out of this place? We had no desire for really a lot of what has <laughs> come, uh, until we started praying. For the many of you know, um, I probably have a, a battle daily about being in a property. Um, but the Lord, just through so many things that we've talked about but won't go into, he's just designed what he's been doing to stage a fire and to do something out of this place and out of this people. And as he's been doing it, he hasn't been doing it because we've said, hey, here's our mission statement and our vision statement, and we're starting a new church, and we're doing this and that. The irony is, is he's kind of just done it, and we've kind of just been obedient as he's said to do it. And then I feel like right now, he wants us to kind of look back, and he's beginning to speak and define what it is that he's already done. Does this make sense? So that we can continue forward knowing what the starting point was, so that if we get too far away from plumb... <laughs> We're going to have problems, right? So if we can always come back to what is that starting point, what's the beginnings, what is plumb for us, which just, you know, there's a couple just non-negotiables, which is 
The first and foremost, plumb is this, okay? Plumb is the word of God. And, the, and you start there, okay? You start with God's character, who he is. And, and anything the Lord calls you to do will never contradict plumb, which is this, right? So we need to be people of the word, people who study the word. But from there, God gives specific things to specific groups of people where he says, hey, over this people, there's, there's, there's a, a million ways in which God can move and start fires and work through people. But I think for us, we need to come back to plumb, not because we're off plumb, but back to defining what is plumb for us, not just Holy Scripture, but what is it for what he's speaking over this people and what, what it is that he's actually done over the last year. Does that make sense? So that when we continue forward, because I feel like we're kind of in this place where some people have gone, okay, now what? Like, like I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to do something. What, what is it? What, how can I be involved? What can I do? What is it that God's doing? And what's my role in it? And I feel like in order to, to answer that, we have to go back to what is the thing that God actually spoke over what he wants of this people? Because everything we do will be filtered through that. Amen. So in Amos 7, he talks about this very thing. Amos, uh, just briefly, Amos is a book. It's actually the first of what's called the written prophets, which was, uh, you know, not necessarily the, like, big boys, Jeremiah, all those types of things, but the, actually the, the written minor prophets, if you would, uh, first in chronological order. And a prophet had a very simple job, and that was to bring God's people back to plumb, okay? Whenever the word of the Lord, God's people got away either in righteousness, meaning this is God's character, and we're getting away from God's character. The prophet was always the voice that said, we need to get back to this in one way, shape, or form, because here's how we've gone off. But also, the prophet brought them back to plumb in the manner in which God called specific things over specific people at different times. Given, I'll give you an example, um, God gave multiple calls to Abraham, right? He says, hey, I'm going to bless you. And then he says, I'm gonna, I want you to go be a blessing. I'm going to give you nations. This is how it's going to look. And every time they got away from it, the prophets came back and said, you're getting away from the calling, not just on God's character, but the calling that the Lord put over the people of Israel and over this specific body. Make sense? So this is what Amos is doing here, okay? All throughout scripture, you see prophets bringing them back, okay? And, and Amos is doing just that. So in Amos 7, he says, uh, let's start in verse 7. So this is basically him doing this, okay? The people have gone away from the Lord. They've gone away from the vision the Lord called them to. And Amos is, is bringing kind of correction to that, okay? But in Amos 7, it says, This is what he showed me. Behold, the Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, Behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. Oh, wait, hold on. Did he say I'm setting a plumb line... Just for everybody? No, no, no. This was specific. This was specific to the people of Israel. He's given them a specific calling, okay? I will never again pass by them. The high places of Isaac will be made desolate, and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste, and I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword, okay? So all that to basically say they had gone astray. They had these high places, these things they wouldn't actually remove, and because they didn't do that, he's saying, I'm going to bring you to bring you, bring, bring them back to plumb. Otherwise, there's going to be problems. Make sense? So this, this is why today I want to kind of, um, we, can, we can shoot with a shotgun or we can shoot with a rifle. If I shot a shotgun right here towards that back wall, what's it going to look like when it hits that wall? You're going to have like 
a mess of things on that wall, right? If I shoot with a rifle on that back wall, what are you going to see? A hole. One, you know, precision, right? And so why are we going to define what the Lord's doing? Because we can do a lot of things in here. We can hit a lot of different things. But that would be shooting with a shotgun. If I shoot with a shotgun to that wall, it's actually not as effective. If it, whatever it hits does not destroy in the manner in which, especially from here to there, in the manner in which if I shot it with a rifle. Because it's much more precise, right? So Lord, would you define with rifle precision why it is we're here? So that we don't just come in and go, hey, we're a body, we can do a lot of things, there's a lot of different things. No, no, no. We want your direction. We want precision so that, yeah, we may not be everything to all people and, and all these different things, but we know what the Lord said over this place, and we're going to constantly come back to plumb. Make sense? So that begs the question. This is the download I got, which I want you to know everything in me does not like this stuff, okay? <laughs> I don't like the whole, like, here's a statement of, but actually, the Lord actually downloaded this for a reason, okay? Um, I don't even know how this is going to look up here. Okay, good. Uh, and I'm just going to tell you today, I'm going to burn through some of this. Uh, in fact, some of my favorite teachers actually wouldn't read the actual scripture that they got this out of. They say, hey, this is in the book of Luke. Go find it. <laughs> because they want you to study the scriptures out, okay? So all that to say, it's not what, entirely what I'm doing, but I want you to um, know that this is all based in scripture. I'm going to give you some scriptures. I'm going to give you principles in scripture. But for the sake of time, uh, we may not just read through all of them, okay? So I began to ask the Lord, what have you been doing? Who are we? <laughs> what are we doing? And here's what he said. You're feet dwellers and fire starters. Feet dwellers and fire starters. If, you have, if you're a note taker, I would encourage you. I think we're just going to keep coming back to this guy. Ones who hunger to live lives at the feet of Jesus, ministering to him, and being ministered to by him. CJ didn't even know it, but he stole the very verse. It's actually not 7,365,000. I don't know why that's in there. Uh, when I put this into this program, I think the dashes get taken out. It's 736 to 50. And 1, 1 to 18, or 12, 1 to 18. Okay? Feet dwellers and fire starters. Ones who hunger to live lives at the feet of Jesus, ministering to him. Leah, can you briefly... Come up and just give us just some insight you've got. What does it mean to be a feet dweller? <laughs> I know you love that I'm doing this. Tell us. I just feel like she, honestly, I joke with her, but she's, the Lord's just downloaded this and burned it on her heart. So I feel like who better to just share what it means to be a feet dweller. I know we already read the passage, um, but just give us the, what do you got? Oh gosh, I like, yes, yes, Jesus. The passage we read earlier, just that CJ reads from Luke, just, it just wrecks me for being this feet dweller type of people. Like, if, if I want to be known for anything in my whole entire life, like, I think we want to be known as feet dwellers, right? We want to be known as people who 
the, the thing we care about the most is getting in front of Jesus. The thing that we care about the most is sitting at his feet. And, you know, it's, it's this scripture in Luke 7, and then it's also, I'm pretty sure in Luke 10, where Mary is the one who's sitting at Jesus' feet too. You know, like Martha's busy. Jesus, Mary is at his feet. Mary loved Jesus the minute she met him, like, and was at Jesus' feet. And this sinful woman, like, we go back to that um, passage, and Jesus says of the people who owed him money, you know, which of them will love him more? And I think, like, if we say that we love him, we'll be at his feet. If we say that we love him, we'll come and listen and be ministered to. And I think it's just so wild that the Pharisee, like, it didn't even occur to him, guys, to come to Jesus' feet. It didn't even occur to him to come and be low. It didn't even occur to him that he should even wash Jesus' feet or kiss them. But this sinful woman, it's, it's her love for Jesus that brings him brings her to his feet. It's her love for the man who's redeemed her to come and sit at Jesus's feet. So, I mean, I think that's all I've got. Because when, when we sit at Jesus' feet, the woman came and she wet his feet with tears. She poured something costly. It cost her something to pour and anoint his feet. She didn't come to receive. <laughs> she actually came to give. Right? So, and we've taught on this. I'm not going to belabor it. But the point being, I feel like the Lord, and I'm not saying this is like every body who meets at whatever time should have, but I, I think there's something that the Lord spoke over what he's doing here where it's like, we just first and foremost, we're going to be people who sit at his feet. And we're going to anoint his feet with something costly. And we're going we're gonna to be people who just love ministering to him. And the beauty of when you do that is you actually get ministered to by the Lord, right? When that's the heart posture. So we're going to be a people who are feet dwellers, right? And this looks a lot of different ways. I'll get into it. But feet dwellers. Secondly, we're going to be ones who go burning in the power of God, setting holy fire to that which we come in contact with. Fire starters. I feel like this is just something that he's spoken over us, that we're not just going to be a, a, a people who speak in word, but we're going to be a people who ask for a burning fire of the Holy Ghost. That we want to see fire upon this place, upon this people, upon this people. And here's the thing about fires, is like, if I'm on fire, what happens when things get close to me? They catch fire, right? If we are on fire... What happens when people get close to us? They catch fire. If there's something anointed over this house, and this house has an anointing of fire upon it, what happens when people enter into this house? And I know this is Old Testament theology. I, I get we are the temple, right? We don't live in, I, I get all that. But I believe, I do, that there's something that he's anointed over this place that when people come in here, and we've heard story after story after story, where it's like people come in here, and sometimes they don't even know why. Like, good and bad. The fire of the Holy Ghost falls, and for some people it's like, hallelujah, the chains are falling off, broken. How many people have we baptized in this place, right? How many people have been freed by the Holy Spirit? And then the, even the opposite. Some people fall in here, and they literally, we've had people run out of here. 
Because the fire of the Lord is burning so strong and the conviction falls and they don't want to receive it, <laughs> right? So ones who burn with fire will set other things on fire, right? This is who we are. And I'm going to get into this more. And I, notice I put, it's the book of Acts and the whole Bible, really, okay? So go read your Bible if you want to know why we want to be fire starters, okay? Uh, let's see, next one. Is it up there? Where we are going. If the Lord's done something, we want to know what we're doing, right? Our aim is to start Holy Ghost fires through the mighty power of God. I must pause there. You'll notice I taught this a little while back. Um, I believe the progression of Acts 2 is what he has spoken over what we're doing and why. Okay? So at the beginning of Acts 2, what do you have? Fire. Fire falls, fire engulfs, fire burns, right? 1 Corinthians 2, 4, CJ's favorite scripture, right? What is it, CJ? The gist of it. <laughs> go ahead, go, go. That's right. Jesus demonstrated and then put words to it, Okay. We will be people demonstrating the power of the Holy Ghost, okay? And then, you know what happened in Acts 2? Peter put words to it. Peter preached the gospel, okay? He preached the full gospel of repentance. We will be a people in this place who preach the full gospel of full surrender. Because if you burn and there's fire, Holy Ghost convicts and you cannot be halfway in or out. The gospel is sell everything and come follow me. It doesn't have to do with, possess with possessions. It has to do with the fact that he was not willing to give up the thing that cost him something. If I'm a feet dweller, what I give to the Lord is costly, and I don't care. Yeah. It's my entire wage, right? This is the gospel. Come be a feet dweller, and that means it's going to cost you, right? We are preaching a full gospel of full repentance that if you want to live, you have to die. Amen? Yeah. And this is what Peter does in Acts 2, the next part of it. And the third part of Acts 2, the last part, and we sustain fire, and we've taught on this, go listen to it, sustaining fire through devotion to one another. The end of Acts 2, how did they sustain fire? They devoted themselves to many things, the apostles' teaching, but even more importantly, they devoted themselves to one another. This one another thing. And I guarantee you, if we neglect this, we'll have fires that die out. To sustain fire... We have to grasp and catch this idea of what it means to live in community with one another. Okay? To devote ourselves to one another. So where are we going? It's quite simple. I want to start a lot of Holy Ghost fires <laughs> because we're people who carry the power of God, baptized in the Holy Spirit. We preach a gospel of repentance and we see these fires sustained through what it, whoop, there you go. Through what it means to actually live in biblical community together. That it's not just a flash in the pan where God does something and then it's gone. Amen? Amen? And then, keep going. How will we get there? Well, if I'm a fire starter, I'm going to love Jesus, as she was talking about. Right? Or sorry, if I'm a feet dweller, both. But I love Jesus. What is feet dwelling? It's sitting at his feet. It's loving Jesus. It's being who he is. Right? I'm going to live like Jesus. What does it mean to live like Jesus? I go and do the things Jesus did. Right? And I'm going to open my door. If I live in community with one another, I'm going to open my door to not only the people around me, but to the world. 
I will open my door in community. How will we get there? You love Jesus, you live like Jesus, you open your door. And in these things, like practically, it's like, okay, so what does this actually mean? What's it look like, okay? If I'm a feet dweller, personally, I'm gonna be a person who's devoted to the word of God. I'm gonna be a person who's devoted to prayer. I'm gonna be a person who's devoted to intercession, personally, right? If I'm a fire starter, you think I just start fires in here? Uh-uh. Fire starters go start fires in Target. <laughs> right? Like, like really, though, if, it, if it's as simple as we want to love Jesus and we want to start fires, well, then when I get out of these doors here, I'm on mission. <laughs> right? When I'm in my community of 6 to 16 people that I'm close with, you know what we do? We, we feet dwell. We pray together. We worship together. We read the word together. We take care of one another together, but then we go out and we start fires, right? We start fires that allow people to burn. And then even on Sundays, if I can understand this concept of I'm a feet dweller and I'm a fire starter, then when we come in here, even on Sundays in our gatherings, our big corporate gatherings, everything we do is, should be filtered through that, right? Why do we do holy sacraments in prayer? Because we're feet dwellers. Why do I take communion? Because I'm reflecting on the body and the blood that was shed to me. I'm a feet dweller, right? Why do we have times of open thanksgiving where we're just letting people lift up praise to the Lord? Because that's feet dwelling, right? Why do we praise with music? Because we're feet dwellers. We're offering a sacrifice of praise that represents Revelation 4 and 5, Okay? Read that if you want to know why we do what we do. This heavenly picture where they're in the throne room and they're just offering up praise and intercession to the one who's worthy of that. That is feet dwelling. Okay? Why do we preach the holy word of the Lord? Because I actually believe when this goes forth, we start fires. That when we preach the holy word of God, specific to even this, because you can, you can do this a lot of ways. You can go through... You know, books of the Bible, different things. I actually think, at least for right now, what the Lord said is, I want to give specific words to, specific to this specific group week in and week out when we have a word to preach. That it's specific to this group. It's rooted in the word of God, that we're opening the scriptures, and he's giving words to his people because he knows that it will start fires, right? When we have demonstration like we just did, when we demonstrate with giftings, through giftings, the giftings of the body, Anybody feel like a fire was kind of lit in here? <laughs> right? Why do we do that? Why? Well, one, because it's in Scripture. He says this is how you have community, right? But two, when we demonstrate the power of God through the giftings that are given through the Holy Spirit to his people, it starts fires, <laughs> right? When we minister to people, when someone comes up and says, I want prayer because a word's been given and we lay hands on them and they receive freedom, what is that? That's fire starting, <laughs> They're catching the fire of the Holy Spirit, right? So all that to say, like, all of those things aren't necessarily always going to be in every single time we gather, but you will have one of the, you know, multiples of these things going on because we are feet dwellers and fire starters. And one week it may be, hey, the Lord wants us to just sit at his feet and worship and praise and give him thanks, and that's all he wants is feet dwelling, right? Maybe another week he says, hey, I want you to preach the word of the Lord, Maybe there's less of this, but there's a word that wants to go forth as a fire starter. And other weeks, we may have, like we're seeing here today, 
You have elements of all these things, really to a degree, that are going on. But we can answer the question as to why we do what we do because all of these things are good things. There's even more things beyond this that are probably good to be doing. The Lord may even have us doing at times. But really, as long as we are rooted in the word of God, founded, these principles founded in scripture, then the things that are going on in here can be a little fluid. Make sense? Because we are feet dwellers and fire starters. Lastly, this is just kind of because, are you guys tracking with me? Sorry, am I boring some of you guys? I think this is important. Um, we're going to keep chatting on some of this. We've taught on some of this. We've um, given scriptures some of this. But I just want to like give a brief like, hey, what is it that we actually value if we're fire starters and feet dwellers? <laughs> Why do we have a prayer room? Why would Dylan and Allie have a heart that burns? Why would the Lord bring them to this place? I didn't know these guys. <laughs> like, right? I didn't know these guys eight, nine months ago. Why did he bring them here? Because there's a calling over this people and over this place. We're feet dwellers. Right? And what is on their heart? Prayer, stirring this place to be a place of prayer and intercession. It's because we are feet dwellers. <laughs> there's a calling on this, Right? So what we value, gospel of full surrender to Jesus is Lord. I hit that one. Oh, story of the Bible in two minutes. I was going to give the story of the Bible, but I'm not going to. I feel like that's one of those, like, what's on the teleprompter moments. Uh, water baptism. We taught on that. Can you, do you guys attest? We value water baptism. Amen. Come on. You can check out the teaching on that. Um, Spirit baptism and demonstration of the power of God. We believe in a Holy Spirit baptism that can be at the time of conversion, but is a separate act of conversion. Okay? I taught on it. I'll have to redo it because if you need to reference it, you can't right now. Uh, it wasn't recorded. But lifestyle of prayer and intercession, Luke 11 and 14. Okay? We believe that we are called to have life, a lifestyle of prayer and intercession personally and corporately, which goes into what we were talking about. So by the way... I actually believe the Lord is going to stir up intercessors over the prayer room who believe wholeheartedly that God is, is, is so worth giving praise to, so worth dwelling at his feet, that things actually move when we pray and intercede, that people are going to be coming to these guys and going, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to be a feet dweller. <laughs> Teach me. When can I come up here and pray? Right? We believe the absolute principles of who God is, what he cares about, that's founded in the Holy Scriptures, okay? Notice I didn't just say, um, we believe the Bible. Because people can read this, this thing a million different ways, and I believe that there are principles in Scripture that we know from the heart of God that are given, that take a little bit of work for people, even in leadership, I would say even defaulting to like, hey, some of you may not know how to get into the world of the Bible, we can teach you, but some of it also comes in just trusting leadership of like, hey, these guys have actually learned how to read Bible well, right? And you're actually resting on the fact that the principles of who God is and what he cares about are found in these scriptures and that we are going to be a people who are based on that. Make sense? Devotion to one another through missional living. There's a teaching on that. Go check it out. I prophetically beg you, <laughs> if we don't actually live this, we're missing the point. Okay? We will turn into people who just come in and out on a Sunday. 
and that's it. And look for our next fix of fire. If you don't live devoted to one another, which by the way, like, even this takes teaching, and I'm, I'm, I'm imploring Reese and Leah, even though they haven't accepted this call yet, they will eventually, um, to be our, like, man, they're shepherds. And I think having people like them who go, hey, if you're like, I want to be in devoted community, I just don't know, or I want to lead a missional community, I just don't know what this looks like. They're like, hey, Reese, Leah, they've seen it, they've been in our house church, they're shepherdy, shepherdly, they give good counsel. I mean, Reese is literally a counselor, okay, <laughs> by definition. That we can go and say, hey, we have people in place, and we're going to be gathering leaders and different things more as the days come on. But um, that you can go to and say, hey, I need, even if you're in a community, I need you to bounce ideas off you on this. Man, this happened. What do you think about this? I need counsel on this. We have people who you can actually talk to who have lived missional communities, okay? You've got to get that understanding. Um, Ministering to Jesus through praise and prayer, modeled by the heavenly throne room. It's not Revelation 45, it's 425. It's not taking the, the dashes out. Um, Revelation 4 to 5, okay? That we already hit on it, but um, whether we're on a Sunday, whether we're on the prayer room on Thursday night, house fires, like we're a people who believe that when we enter in with praise and worship, it's not about us. It's about Him, okay? The heavenly throne room is about Him. And when we lift up praise, it's about Him. So when we praise in this place, we'll be a house of place, a place of prayer and praise that lifts up praise to him, okay? The presence of God, lastly, or his will, you guys have heard it if you've been around here enough, Exodus 33, right, CJ? We will not do anything unless the presence of the Lord is the one anointing it, right? That his, his it's his word that goes forth. Jesus says, I do nothing except what I see the Father do. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. That word in scripture is a, is a uh, progressive. It's a, it's a future tense. It, that every word that will be coming out of the mouth of the Lord. So we will be a people who seek the, the will of the Lord through prayer. And we don't want to do anything. We don't want to get in front of him. We don't want to get behind him. We want nothing more. We want nothing less than what he wants exactly over this place and over this people. Does that make sense? That means that there's even good things that we could do, but we may not do because the Lord has not spoken it over this place, right? Exodus 33, John 5, 19 and 20, if you're looking for that. Um, that's plumb for us. Okay? That if we are uh, wondering ever why we're doing what we're doing, I probably call Cindy Borden on a daily basis to basically ask her this question like, are we still plumb? <laughs> I mean, Cindy, do I not? Often. Not daily, but often. Probably weekly. And, and asking this question like, man, I, I'm. I'm, I'm I think it's in a holy way, but I'm, I'm deathly afraid of getting off plum. Like, like, I just, I don't. And the moment that we do, what I'm afraid of is, is you get off plum a little bit at the beginning and you don't do anything about it, all of a sudden you can get way off. <laughs> way off. If you don't actually keep going back to plum. And so I just want to, I feel like the Lord gave this download so that we can give it as a body, so that we can have it even recorded, hopefully, 
So that if we're ever wanting to know what it is the Lord's doing and what we're praying for and praying about, that this is plumb for us, okay? Um, anybody got anything to add to that? That group I was chatting with the other day? Yeah, Opie said, what, opening our doors, what does that look like? I'd refer you back to, if you um, have a podcast, the, the, it's Presence Driven Podcast. It's a black background with a silver cross. Um, this is why we're recording some of these things. I'd refer you to the, uh, the podcast that was entitled Sustaining Fire, Missional Communities, because um, we kind of go into all this, but really opening your door is quite simple. It's, the Lord says they devoted themselves to one another daily. Um, you open your door, you invite people in, and then you devote yourself to the things of Scripture, right? Um, and it goes much beyond that, a missional community. I've got a great book called uh, Leading Missional Communities. If you guys are ever interested in like, hey, what does that look like? Leading Missional Communities, it's a phenomenal book. I'm going to give it out to anybody who says I want to lead a missional community. Um, but it really goes into the heart of this, of what it means to live in community with one another, okay? Great question. Anything else? Anything to add, Cindy? Leah? No? Does it stretch? It kind of does. <laughs> I just keep hearing, like, this is like identity for us, right? And identity is this plumb line that literally feeds into all that we're doing. And being a feet dweller means, means doing, getting that solitude with the Lord, doing that daily communion with him where, he, where, where you're actually stopping long enough to listen. When, when you're waiting on his presence, when intimacy is with the Lord is above anything else to you. So. It's good. This really is a, a true more teaching today, okay? Because I think the Lord wants to instill these principles. Um, but man, what a great, even this gathering, what a great picture of what, exactly what we're talking about. We we're feet dwellers. <laughs> you know, we entered in with praise, holy communion, prayed together. We saw the fire of the Lord move through the gifts of his body, <laughs> right? Um, releasing faith, miracles, that's fire, right? The holy word of the Lord, I pray that today as we preach the word of the Lord and even vision that he's spoken, that it would cause a fire within you to want to live out the thing that the Lord has called us to just in general, which is Jesus. It's the life of Jesus, right? But even if you're a part of this, like specifically over this body, like to, to actually, I want to personally pray and get before the Lord because I'm a feet dweller. I want to go to Target, start some fires, right? So I think if we do that, the Lord won't just have a flash in the pan that he did this last year and then it fades out and nothing happened. I think this is, he wants to do this because he's shining a light on this place to propel us even more into the next thing, which we were actually, Trevor was, Trevor was actually prophetically speaking this, like uh, we were sanding these, the trim, yesterday and Peyton the trim and just felt like there was like a prophetic act of like 
man, this is like the next phase of what he's doing is like, man, the, the white paint even, like anybody just, does it feel brighter in here to anybody else, right? And I feel like it's actually this prophetic thing that's not just in the physical, but like I felt like the Lord was saying, hey, even as the paint kind of brightens up this place, it's like I'm going to shine my light, not that it wasn't the last year prior or whatever, like now I'm going to shine it even more. <laughs> as you begin to sand some of these edges and, and clean out some of the things that aren't plumb and, and paint the new, <laughs> right? And that we're going to go forward in the plumb line to see the light of the Lord just illuminate on this place even more. I just feel his hand, the hand of favors upon it. Amen. All right. Let's be feet dwellers and fire starters. Sound good? Not just in here. Let's go be feet dwellers and fire starters, okay? So, Holy Father, thank you. We get before you today. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you're a living, active God who comes in this place, performs miracles of faith, who gets all glory, all honor, and we have the blessed honor and duty to be able to, as a body, come before you and give you praise and exalt your name and demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray now, Lord, that you would send us out as feet dwellers and fire starters to a world that honestly needs fire. That needs a whole lot of fire. And God, I pray that going forward now, everything done in here, Lord, would you start fires? Would you put us at your feet? I think there's going to be people prophetically coming even more through this place and they're going to receive the fire of the Holy Ghost. Would you anoint your people right now, even those in here? I just, if you have, if you would open your hands, even the kids, even the kids. The kids are even, listen to this old guy. Uh, just like opening your hands and saying, Lord, I receive. I want the power of your Holy Spirit. I want to dwell at your feet. Would you anoint us with fire? so that even the kids can go out and be little fire starters. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Sound good? We'll talk more on it, but bless you guys. Let's go do it.